0: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. The Rams dispatch Arizona easily, and the Super Bowl odds have improved. We'll break it down and give you all the Super Bowl favorites and talk about the Rams next game and what the odds are there rumors swirl around Jimmy G's finger and shoulder. The line against Green Bay drift up to six. Now it's been bet back down, but the pressure is moving upwards in that Green Bay game with Jimmy G's injuries. In college football, USC's odds improve. Lincoln Riley strikes. Jerry Rice's son from Colorado transferring to USC. They're down to 33-1, to one, the eighth favorite USC. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more
1: the pregame show America has always wanted. I, the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ
0: Bell. You heard it, I'm RJ Live on a Tuesday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Tuesday, a chance to finish the recap also the Monday night first ever wild card round playoff game it wasn't very dramatic but (laughs) it speaks strongly to the Rams and like we said we'll tell you how their Super Bowl odds have improved and AJ's got a I won't call it a hot take Uh, actually I think it's a sizzling take anti Arizona I'll just say it right now it's anti Arizona now think in your minds What's the most extreme thing A.J. could say? And see if he goes past it. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He is the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
2: Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the Rams absolutely hammer the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray both facing some warranted heat. And we look ahead to the divisional round. What is the Vegas lead today?
0: Yeah, I was thinking the headlines are saying, down goes the Cardinals. But it just wasn't the same as McKenzie saying, down goes Dallas after Cousin Kyle with the victory. But (laughs) let's start, obviously, with last night. But I want to start with Arizona. We're going to have a lot of time to talk to the Rams, and we will even in this first segment. But let's get right to it. You've got a strong take on Arizona.
2: Matt Stafford and the L.A. Rams dominate the Cardinals last night. 34-11, to 11, covering all numbers, uh, closing at a three-point favorite. And, yeah, I think that the this, what we saw, may be the Cardinals' ceiling as a franchise, at least as it's built right now. I don't think there's a quarterback... Coach combo in the league that are more married to each other's success than Cliff and Kyler. I think that Kyler is the the prototype quarterback for the offense that Cliff runs. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You're saying if he was six two, it wouldn't work.
2: I think that if he were 6'2 and didn't have the the speed that Kyler Murray has, I, I don't think it would work.
0: Okay, so you're saying I think this is
2: what this is what this is the guy that Cliff handpicked. This is what he said. This is what I
0: want. Well, they weren't drafting the whole league. Well, first off, when you when you're fired from Texas Tech, you want any NFL job, right? He would have taken true. offensive line. Yes. So, I mean, the fact that he said, "Hey, you know who I might? You know, we got the number one pick. If you hire me, you know who I want." The consensus number one player out there. I mean, what what else would he say?
2: Well, the, given the offense that Kyler ran in college, given that it was very similar to what Cliff ran in college, I think that he thought it was a perfect pairing enough so that they threw their first-round pick from the year before, the quarterback that Josh Rosen, they threw him in the trash after just one season, which, which, is, which is a pretty out rare to thing. be
0: Which has panned out to be a good move. Absolutely. Great move. Okay, so I guess here's my question. You're, one thing you're saying is we reached the ceiling. Arizona has. What are we talking about? The season? We talking about this game? How bad they look there? What is the ceiling?
2: I think that Arizona can be a good team with these guys. I don't think they're ever going to be a title contender. And a lot of it goes back to, and we've heard this a lot, Cliff Kingsbury finishing the season. The the, the league catches up to him. Every season, the league catches up, and the last half of the season is just a disaster for him. The The numbers are, are insane, honestly. the car Since he's been with the Cardinals, this year they lost five of the last six. Last year lost five out of the last seven. The year before, seven of the last nine. And the college numbers are very similar. Lost five of five and 18. Lost six of the last eight and 17. Six of the last eight and 16. Four of the last six and 15 and 14. Five of the last six and 13. And remember, in in college, you're playing those cupcake games early in the season, and then you get into your actual conference season, so he's losing against, when, when there's actual competition on the field, he's losing those games. I think that the offense that Cliff runs is very simple, and the league catches up to it. Every year, the league catches up to it. And once they do, Cliff has not been a guy who's adjusted. He's not made that second move once the league adjusts to him.
0: Okay, so your numbers are impressive. Though the college ones, since, if I'm not mistaken, I think other than against Kansas in the Big 12, he was like 20-70 and or something. He he was losing a lot of those games anyway, which (laughs) kind of marvels at uh, Kingsbury getting the job that he did. Well, he's handsome. That helps. I would make the case – I didn't notice that. I would make the case (laughs) that he – that his offense is very different. Kingsbury – than it was in college. Um, I know it's still air raid, quote unquote, is what they say, but really reading the guys who, you know, over the last couple years that, that watched the film, you know, their assertion is that he's been impressive with his evolution. So though I agree with you, the end of the season struggles are, are real. They they, they are tangible. Uh, your numbers are indisputable in a way. I guess here's my question though. You're a little bit younger than me. Do you remember when Coach K had the reputation he couldn't win the big game?
2: I don't remember that.
0: There was a. I mean, if you look at Duke, the first Final Four they made, and then in '90 they got crushed by UNLV, if you might recall. And then in 91, they were nine-point underdogs in the semis against UNLV. At that point, it reached uh, the real crux and, and the culmination of Coach K can't win the big game. Yeah, he's good, but he can't get him over the hump. And obviously, they upset UNLV, won the title that year, and the rest is history. Is this maybe that Kingsbury just didn't win a lot of games in college anyway? And that in the NFL, this has been more about Kyler Murray getting hurt. And once he gets hurt, which seemingly happens mid-season every year, he never is quite the same after. And that and if we think that Kyler Murray is going to get hurt every year, then maybe he's not the franchise quarterback. Or if this has just been bad luck, maybe this all turns around if he isn't hurt. And oh, by the way, Hopkins, his most important playmaker, also out since the midpoint of the season. So I, I think your case feels right, but I think there's a real chance, 30%, 40%, that it's not, it seems like it's what you're saying, but it's actually the injuries, and if they can get lucky there, maybe, because I think the team that played the first half of the year was a Super Bowl contender. That If it, if it was an eight-game season, and then they went into the playoffs... I think Arizona had a chance to win the Super Bowl. And I don't see – I mean, I don't think you can go like 8-1 or whatever they started and, and it not be a possibility. Would you agree?
2: I, I agree with that. But also the – we've talked about this before. When Murray came back from the injury, when he, from the time that he missed from late October and really he missed all of November, since he came back – he was running a lot more he had a, he showed a lot of signs that he was healthy because mm, that's what we've seen in the I past is is that murray when he came back last year he was hobbled he wasn't running so maybe he didn't come he came back too fast this time he came back and he was running
0: well i mean if we want to say it's coincidental i, I mean i don't know my sense what mckenzie as you in your
3: reading would you say the consensus was that kyler murray was 100% or not no, only after the Cowboys win did you start to hear, well, maybe he turned it around. But as soon as the Seahawks loss happened, you started to hear the not quite the same talk. Yeah. So, but you've got some number. What, If I recall, he wasn't
0: running more, but he was running fairly effectively, right? This season, yeah. We're
2: running the, about the same amount, just much more effectively.
0: And OK, the same amount from before the injury or the same amount from last year? The same amount as before the injury. Mm-hmm. But how much? How much was that? Well, you know what we'll do. Uh, let's finish. Let's go to the other side. Talk a little Rams, and then what we'll do after the break is take a look at those numbers and put a button on the Kyler Murray talk. So just to <laughs> recap, what? Oh, go ahead.
2: So I was going to say one note about Kyler's game last night. That, that was the fifth worst playoff QBR since 2006. And the list of guys is, is – they're all guys you would expect to be on this list. It's Jake DeLome, Ryan Lindley, Connor Cook, and Brian Hoyer, the only guys who had worse QBR games than what Kyler Murray did last night.
0: Okay, so I guess my question is, as we transition to the Rams – is isn't the same, I mean, really, uh, broadly, the Rams in Arizona run the same type of offense. And this year, when the Rams were on a losing streak in the second half of the year, the stats started making the rounds about the Rams struggling in the second half, specifically under, you know, with this offense. Um, I mean, I guess someone had to win this game. Uh, does that make you – do you believe that Rams narrative that they struggle in the second half of the season?
2: I I don't. I mean, the Rams won five of their last six games. And I I think Matt Stafford had some struggles late in the season. Well, Stafford struggled
0: in the playoffs, right? It wasn't necessarily late in the season, was it? Oh, you're no, saying well, this season? This
2: season, I'm oh, saying okay, Matt, okay. Matt Safford struggled with the turnovers, but the the team was still having success. Like I said, won five in a row before losing in, in the last game to San Francisco in overtime.
0: So if we were doing a uh, drafting all teams same payout, you got Arizona and Buffalo ahead of the Rams. Arizona, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Check that. I meant Buffalo and Kansas City. Yes. And you got Tampa Bay.
2: That's a tough one. That's probably a coin flip. I do have Green Bay ahead of them, though.
0: Okay. So so you're saying Tampa Bay. So if I said I'll give you plus 110, you take the Rams, I take Tampa Bay. And if the Rams win, you win, uh, I guess we only can do 100 here, so 110. And if Tampa wins, I win 100. And if um, no, neither win, no bet. On the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Or we can do it, whoever, since they're both in the um, NFC, we can take it where, you know, just make the Super Bowl.
2: Well, I mean, they, they're, they're about to, uh, to play each other, so yeah, there will be. But,
0: but one of them, if they win and then lose the next, and they don't win the Super Bowl, there wouldn't be a bat in theory, right?
2: So if, if neither make the Super Bowl, then we don't count it.
0: Yeah, that sounds okay. right. Th- that okay. works for me. And you know, occasionally we can go over the hundred. If you want to do three, <laughs> uh,
2: we'll go with the one this time.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So I gave you a little extra. I mean, I think you might have took me there. What?
2: I don't think so. I, I mean, your odds are a little bit better with the Bucks. The Bucks right now five to one to win the Super Bowl. The Rams plus seven fifty. So okay. I think you've got a little bit of an edge.
0: So if you give ten percent to Tampa, oh, oh mm-hmm, okay. Yep. That sounds good. I like yeah, I that. I figured it would. I I'm R.J. Would. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. I just earned a pizza in theoretical hold right there. <laughs> but <laughs> but no anchovies on it. Um, Stafford now has one more playoff win than you do, A.J. Yes. Um, Impressive one. If you think about the Rams and why they be because for optimism – What's the main reason? And then I'm going to ask you the same thing about pessimism.
2: I think the, the main reason for optimism is you saw last night that their defense at its best can be just dominant. Uh, and you saw when Matt Stafford doesn't give the ball away, their offense is about as efficient as anyone's.
0: And with the whole the safety coming off the couch – and all that, your take yeah. on the defense was it doesn't matter, or Arizona wasn't able to exploit it, or what?
2: Well, the secondary was shorthanded, like you mentioned, Eric Weddle just basically being pulled out of retirement to two, fill some holes two, in the two secondary. Two plus years, right? Yeah, and it didn't matter. The secondary played well, but mostly because the front played so well and put Kyler Murray under constant pressure, and it took a lot of it took a lot of uh, I think stress off the back end of that defense.
0: Okay, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to give you the Super Bowl odds for all the teams. We're going to give you the current number in all the division round matchups, including the Rams. And then we're going to go to, some people said I avoided it, the New England-Buffalo game. (laughs) A.J. is... Though I think he renounced the Bills at some point. We'll see. But he's going to do some strutting, I'm guessing.
2: All that more coming up next. But first, he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
2: Be sure to catch live editions
1: of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree
2: with adventure. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look back at the other games that happened over the weekend uh, and take a look forward at what's
0: happening next week. Oh, man, you should have heard A.J. crying during the break. Oh, eh, you took me on that bet. Eh, eh. You you wanna back out now? Do you wanna back out? If you if no. so, I'll let you for no. twenty bucks.
2: Nope, not not backing out.
0: All right, all right. Listen, don't be afraid get a little gamble in ya, AJ. Sometimes you gotta lose to win. Well, give me some fair numbers every once in a while. Well you said you liked it at even, I give you plus one ten. That's how you <laughs> bu- that's how pros make money. And let me ask you a question. Is there anywhere else you can get a heads up Tampa Bay versus the Rams? So I you, think got you, can a, get... you, you got a unique proposition at
3: odds that you think are positive EV, but you're crying.
0: <laughs> What's
2: the money line on the game right now, McKenzie?
3: Uh, <clears throat> minus 150 for the Bucks.
2: Yeah. So, I, so you're saying I could get a better number on the Rams right now.
3: Well, not really,
0: but I guess maybe you could artificially try to create that, but it wouldn't be exactly that. It, it wouldn't be exactly that. And it, listen, it wouldn't be worth your trouble. This is a good positive EV bat for you. And by the way, we got a Rams. That's AJ. I've got the Tampa Bay Bucks, who I think they're about even teams. I think you're right. And, and, um, if one of them makes it to the Super Bowl, the other one loses. So I think you good bet, AJ. Good bet. This Thanks, is RJ. the fastest growing show <laughs> on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. And we'll, I'll teach you as you continue to listen how to take your friends too. That's the goal here at all times. <laughs> take.
2: You are the your, master. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 60 degrees. The neon is. Pumping.
2: All right, RJ, where do you want to start? Do you want to look at look backward or do you want to look forward with the new Super Bowl odds? Yeah, let's do Super Bowl odds first. All right, let's start at the top where the Green Bay Packers, current favorites, three and a half to one plus three fifty if you'd like the Packers to win it all.
0: Now three and a half to one. Now I gotta tell you, I have a theory that the winner of the KC Buffalo game will be favored in every other game they play, including a Super Bowl matchup with Green Bay. Now, we're going to see how different the lines are, and we can discuss if I'm right about that. You know, now that I think about it, you know what we should do? Maybe we should do both at the same time. That'd be interesting. Talk about Green Bay's odds and then their odds in the game, and it will kind of make some sense maybe who, why certain teams are favored. You like that idea?
2: That works for me. Okay. Uh Green Bay is a six-point favorite currently hosting the San Francisco 49ers.
0: AJ, I'm supposed to be reading these. Why are you trying to monopolize the show? I'm I'm a mic hog. I apologize. (laughs) All right, so right now, as AJ said, there's sixes out there, but a keen eye is going to say, you know, it's actually closer to five-and-a-half. So we're going to say five-and-a-half is the line, not what AJ told you incorrectly, five-and-a-half, the Packers Over the 49ers. Now, it is kind of drifting to six. And as we said in the headlines, there are rumors about Jimmy G. Now, luckily, we've got the first cousin of Kyle Shanahan with us as producer. What are we hearing from the I'm not asking for inside info. Just tell us what you know, Mackenzie.
3: All I know is that there are certain media members such as Jason McIntyre saying they're texting people inside the organization. I'm not. I'm respectfully waiting till the off season to text my cousin Kyle. But they're saying lots of rumors, quote, the hand and shoulders are quote not good, like may not start good for Jimmy, not good for Jimmy G.
0: Did you understand what he said, AJ? I got the gist of it.
2: How, can you can you translate He's saying that there are media members saying that the hand, the thumb, and the shoulder are not looking good to the point where Jimmy G may not actually play this weekend.
0: Well, I mean, I think even if he's 10% off, shouldn't Trey Lance be in there?
2: Well, I mean, they've invested heavily in the guy. Obviously, there's a lot of faith in him, right? You know, we haven't done... The, um,
0: the redraft for a while. I knew you know, this is where it was going to go. So, Mackenzie, I want you to prepare, and let's put uh, Davis Mills in there. So, you got six draft choices. Now, we'll wait until we get to, um, well, I guess, well, yeah, we'll wait until we get to the 49ers in the Super Bowl odds, and then you can give us uh, your redraft uh, right now.
2: I now, think th- one thing that's working in McKenzie's favor right now is Trey Lance is the only one still in the
0: playoffs. Uh, and he's thrown the exact same number of passes as Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. <laughs> That's true. And all 49ers fans hope for sure that continues yes. along those lines. Okay, so Green Bay between five and a half and six. And listen, here's what we're going to be repeating all week the Green Bay Packers in 2022 be- have the best, the strongest home field advantage in the NFL, it's a full three. And some would say it's the only home field that's worth the old school three. And with Green Bay, it's not the cold. It's not the fans. It's the surface of the field. The grass is funny. Now, I'm not making any jokes there, but you see people slipping and sliding. And it's like, hey, if you've got a funny surface or a quirky surface, like the old Boston Garden, the parquet floor, Being familiar with it and knowing exactly the spikes, exactly the way to run is a huge advantage. And this line speaks to that, I think, because I think most people wouldn't say Green Bay is that much better. Home field, obviously, is strong and also now questions the quarterback. And thus, it makes sense Green Bay is the Super Bowl favorite at plus 350. Second favorite.
2: Well the Chiefs and Bills are second and third and they play each other so this will be easy. The Chiefs
0: 4 to 1, the Bills 5 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so 4 to 1 and 5 to 1. Now see this is curious to me because right now the line in the Chiefs game is 2. That's probably the home field advantage if not a little bit more. So this line is saying cuz KC during the playoffs has a strong home field I think two-and-a-half would be fair. So the fact that the line is two right now, and there's some two-and-a-halves out there, but it's more towards two. That says the Bills are considered to be a slightly better team and with home field accounted for. Sure. So if they win this game, they should have just the same chance as any other team. Uh, They actually, if I'm not mistaken, they have the seeding over Cincinnati, right?
2: They are yeah. This is the two three matchup. So okay. the 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 winner of this game would go to Tennessee or host the Bengals.
0: Okay. So both. So the home field advantage of in the next round for this winner is going to be the same. Right. Yes. Only distinct. Okay. So I don't understand why the Bills would be considered better by a smidge in this game, but have worse Super Bowl odds. Any thoughts?
2: No, that's a good point uh, because you're right. I, I would say Kansas City probably gets two and a half for home field, so they are saying the Bills are at least at least even. Mm-hmm. So getting an extra a tick on the on the Bills seems maybe like there's value versus the Chiefs. I would also expect that the Bills are maybe being looked at a little inflated right now, coming off of the win that they just had.
0: But if they're inflated, the the, the more liquid market, the spreads are going to represent that truth, not the. Not the uh, Super Bowl market. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. Don't you believe that the reason why maybe the, it looks like the Bills are a little bit – or an even team or slightly better is because no, no, there's an no, overreaction to that one game. Is, what I'm
0: saying is if the Bills are inflated, if they have a premium on them that's unfair, if they're too expensive, it's going to show up in the Super Bowl odds, which is a less liquid market. It's a less savvy market. The – especially pre-game day – Gotcha. Hundreds of millions going to be bet on this game. It's not going to. It's going to have less of a chance of having a square number associated with it, especially before game day. I was tricking you. There is a clear reason that Kansas City has better Super Bowl odds. I just wanted to see if you knew. You tricked me. It, it's because of future expo- or futures exposure from earlier in the year. If you think about it, Kansas City was the favorite entering the season over Tampa Bay. And they had a little lull, but then they surged back and have been the AFC favorite for quite a while. So it's probably a situation where they think there's similar chances to win it, but they just don't want Kansas City action because they got so much of it. Or l- at least they wanted a little bit less because they're lopsided on Kansas City, would be my uh, guess.
2: Around week eight, the Kansas City Chiefs were 13-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. So I, that, that would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, they got a lot of action as the favorite. They got a lot of action as a long shot bet. Just a lot of action. And the books don't like to be too lopsided. And thus, they just make it a little less attractive. And a second possibility is that the Bills in the first matchup dominated Kansas City. There was talk all off-season that they were building the team, the Bills, to beat Kansas City. And it feels like that this matchup is advantage Buffalo by a little bit more than what the power ratings would say. Would you agree with that?
2: I do agree with that.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Next teams.
2: The next team is the Tampa Bay Bucks at 5-1. to one.
0: Now, the Rams are not before them.
2: They are not. Okay, <laughs> thank, okay. Thank you for pointing that out.
0: Okay, now, Tampa Bay is favored by three points against the Rams. Now, home field advantage in Tampa is probably one and a half. Now, Tampa played well at home this year, but last year it was kind of not the case, so I'm not sure how much to put into that. So I think one and a half is fair. So this is saying that Tampa is clearly better and that whoever wins this game, you know, if it's the Rams, they have less of a chance than Tampa to advance. And, and thus I like my position. Thoughts, AJ?
2: Yeah, and this is another game where that's a rematch from earlier this year where the Rams dominated the Bucks, 34-24. So the, the fact that this number is, is at three is saying that these teams are clearly different now or the Rams are, are not quite the team that beat the Bucks early in this season.
0: Now, do you like the Rams here?
2: Uh, I would say I lean to the Rams here. Okay, so at you, three, at, at three, I'll, I'll probably end up playing some on the Rams at three. Yeah.
0: Okay, so right now the three is actually a little cheap, and if you want the plus three, it's more towards you know minus one twenty or so. So it's kind of like at two point seven five would be a way to think about it. Okay, next team.
2: The next team, well, is the the LA Rams. After that, the Tennessee Titans at eight to
0: one, and the Rams were at seven and a half to one, correct? Yes, sir. And Tampa five to one. Okay, and then Tennessee eight to one.
2: Tennessee eight to one, taking on the Bengals, who are fifteen to
0: one. Okay, so Bengals are the uh, the biggest underdog, uh, the biggest long shot by far.
2: Yes, eleven to one. The 49ers drops to fifteen with the Bengals, who are the eighth favorite.
0: Okay, so Tennessee with the bye three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bengals. It's interesting. At some spots, this game opened at two-and-a-half, and and I would have loved Tennessee at two-and-a-half. I actually like the Titans. What's our sense on Henry? Obviously, or it seems likely he's going to play. Has anyone caught any wind of how effective he looks or how healed he looks in practice?
2: I've not seen anything like that, but if Cam Akers last night for the Rams – is any indication these guys are coming back for the playoffs? That, like that, they've saved for the playoffs are coming back ready to go. Uh, I, so I'm gonna, I'm certainly not gonna bet against the Titans based on oh I don't think I don't think Derrick Henry's gonna be that good. I I, th- I think he's off. I think he's stiff I, because Cam Akers had a worse injury and he came back looking great last night. So I think the fact that they kept him out all this time for this reason, I expect it, I expect him to be ready to go.
0: Okay, so what I'm gonna do next. Is tell you why I'm not so sure that AJ's right about Henry. First, though,
1: be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm
0: AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. RJ Bell. You know, we were talking. You said that Deshaun Watson, AJ, got paid this year. Yes. How how do I get a job like that? It's a good question. It's a really good job to have, I, mean, I would say. You do stuff that is, to whatever degree, it, however it turns out, that causes you not to be able to play this year, and you just sit and collect the money. Yeah, and I don't mean, have that, to
2: take any of the heat for the team having a bad season. But things are working out well.
0: Oh, my gosh. When does the player empowerment end? Okay, here's the thing about Derek Henry. And, and to some degree, I'm a little optimistic, too, but I think it was a good 40% chance – especially with a big man and feet you see it in the NBA all the time and sometimes you know someone hurts those feet those seven footers and they they never are the same obviously bill walton was an old school example of that yeah ming um, yeah for sure and that's a big man but yes no doubt and I'm not even saying Henry won't – because I think in general the fatigue issues, the whole rule of 370 or whatever that – was that 270 or 370? I can't remember. I think 270, right? The, the old school idea, you can't run the ball so much or the next year you drop off. Well, no one did it for like 10 years, and then Henry does it. It doesn't even bother him. Now, you could say, well, this injury, maybe it's a, you know, attributed to the fatigue. I don't know, right? People get hurt, but – I think there's a – I mean, here's my question, AJ. If they think, you know, he probably isn't going to be 100%, but he's better than nothing, isn't this the game they play him, even if that's the case?
2: I think so, yeah.
0: And wouldn't you make the case that the last week of the regular season that if he could have played, they would have wanted him to get a a dress rehearsal?
2: To knock some rust off. It seems like it would have made some sense.
0: So doesn't it say then – that he
2: wasn't ready in week 18. That maybe this is the game that they're knocking off some rust?
0: Yeah, or, or maybe it's a sign that if he was ready... I mean, the thing about when someone misses a game is you know that if they, the next game they play, you know they weren't ready as recently as that prior game. So we knew he wasn't ready that Sunday. Now it's uh, 13 days later. Is he ready? Now, 13 days is, is a, a while, so it could be, but... You know, I think there's a real chance he isn't ready. But, do you but think, again, better than 50%, I'd say he is.
2: Do you think at some point that they gave Derrick Henry the option of, hey, do you, do you want to come back and get some carries against the Texans in Week 18, or do you want to save it for the playoffs? Do you, do you think that's possible? <clears throat> we're talking about player uh, empowerment. Do you think that they gave him that choice?
0: From what I – again, I've never been in the locker rooms like you were, so I'll give my perspective on this and you can give yours – my sense is the players almost always want to play. If it's a viable option, they want to play in almost all cases in the NFL. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. So my thought is is it was a doctor's decision because again Henry seems like a tough mofo.
2: Right. Or the trainer said, "Hey, we're not recommending that he play
0: this week." Okay, we reviewed the Super Bowl odds and the favorite Green Bay and clearly favored Tampa over the Rams. If you have a chance to bet that <laughs> at plus one ten. When we come back, we are going to go over Buffalo versus New England, and we'll give a good ninety seconds, the best ninety seconds on each of the other games, and put a wrapper on the wild card round. That's coming
2: up next. But first, he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Out of Vegas.
0: I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas,
2: and I'm AJ Hoffman. Let's take a look at the last of the Wild Card weekend. Let one take one last look at it and the results from the weekend. We talked a lot of Dallas 49ers yesterday. Didn't get to really any of the other games, including the Buffalo Bills dispatching the New England Patriots 47-17 in a uh, one of the more lopsided playoff games in recent memory.
0: Uh, it's about as lopsided as it can get, right? If you look at the box score or you look at the drive charts, and you've heard this. It literally was a touchdown every time the Bills had the ball with the exception of kneeling out the first half. And actually, it wasn't even a kneel out. It was a kick through the end zone, so they didn't even have a snap. Then they kneeled out the game. So literally, every time they tried to score, they scored. And it's the second straight game they didn't punt against Belichick when Belichick had gone his whole career without having a game in which no one – where the opponent didn't punt against him. So I'm not sure if that stat goes back to his uh, DC days or not. I would think it does. Imagine that, something that you've had a minimum 20 years where it hasn't happened, then it happens two straight games against your main rival.
2: In your mind, does that speak more to something wrong with the Patriots or something that the Bills are just doing extreme, exceptionally well?
0: I think it's both. I mean, the case could be made that Josh Allen, and I rarely say both because that's such a cop-out, but Josh Allen, the way he's played in those two last games against New England, is the best quarterback in the NFL, might be the best quarterback that's ever walked the earth. Meaning, who have you ever seen play better than that?
2: In those two games, no. I mean, it's it's phenomenal what he's done so against he, what we consider the, the genius of all genius head coaches.
0: No doubt about that. Now, but here's the thing, too is Belichick is going old school with the offense and it kind of is zigging when everyone else is zagging or vice versa. And I think it's going to work in the midterm. I don't think slow lumbering linebackers are going to work. And it just feels like that, that, it's an age issue on the defense for New England, but it's also a style of their linebackers, and and I just don't think you can have run stopping linebackers anymore. And it helped them in that win game, but otherwise, it, it, they felt a little bit slow on defense. And again, Belichick, and this is something Mike Lombardi says all the time. He when when there is facts in front of him, when there's evidence that the team isn't good enough, he won't deny it. He won't make excuses. He'll make changes. I'll be interested to see the changes that are made. I do think it's fascinating, though, to whatever degree I liked Buffalo before. And I was a skeptic this year, so I'll take the L on that one. They are better than I thought. I think dispatching New England after that win game puts them in such a better mindset, almost like the Bulls after they beat the Pistons finally is now they can move on against the Kansas City team. They did build a round to beat, and we saw that in the first game. I think they're in the best position they could be in other than not having home field. Your thought? <laughs>
2: I agree with that, and I think one thing that's being kind of overlooked by what Josh Allen did is how well this defense has played in the second half of the season and what they did against the Patriots in this last game is a good example. Mac Jones wasn't poor, but they turned him over and they completely took away the running game and said, "Okay, Mac Jones, you're going to have to beat us, and Mac Jones just wasn't able to do it.
0: All right, so real quick, before we go to the next game, we promised and get this ready, McKenzie, read it quick. Here is McKenzie. If he was the GM of every team, if he was a czar of the NFL, what order would he take the five first round quarterbacks with a year now, almost a season under their belt, except for, I guess, you know, maybe Trey Lance, you could say, who's still playing?
3: And we're going to throw in Davis Mills, go six to one. Number six, Zach Wilson. Quickly. Number f- number five, Davis Mills. Number four, Trevor Lawrence. Number three, Justin Fields. Number two, Trey Lance. Number one, I agree with AJ. Didn't do a poor job. Number one is Mac Jones. <sighs> He just, I mean,
2: (laughs) he's he's staying strong with it.
3: Yeah, he keeps
0: punching himself in the face every time we do it, (laughs) every time. Dealing with a dead battery, head
2: to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. The Bengals, 26-19 winners over Las Vegas.
0: Okay, so to me, we had the under in this one. We got a little lucky with all the field goals. I think it's interesting how there's a real sense that the Bengals are done. That like they hey they're happy they're playing with house money. I don't know. I, I know they were excited about that home game, and I know it was a first game in what 30 years in the playoffs they won. Do you get a sense that that um, motivation is going to be a question here? Because in in a weird way Tennessee being clearly like they're saying Tennessee is better than the Bengals to the same degree that Tampa Bay is better than the Rams. In fact, even a little bit less. So that doesn't feel right to me. What do you think?
2: Uh, I, I tend to think the Bengals aren't sitting on their laurels. I don't. I think Joe Burrow is a big game player. I may have, I, I'm going to have to have some egg on my, my face, eat the L about Joe Burrow. And this guy has proven to be better than I thought he could be. So uh, that performance for his first playoff game gives me a lot of positivity about Joe Burrow going forward.
0: And what we'll do when we break this game down, and tomorrow we'll go with our first handicap on all four of these games, is how different Burrow is against the Blitz versus against the non-Blitz. And against the non-Blitz, he's an average quarterback. Against the Blitz, he's as good as anyone in the NFL. That's the stats this season.
2: If you missed any of today's show, including the breakdown of the Patriots' Bills and a breakdown of all the Super Bowl odds, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time, previewing the games. We are straight out of Vegas, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!